Do you know that salt was so precious and valuable in the ancient world that the Roman Empire paid their soldiers in salt? Salt was worth more than gold at time. And this is where the modern root of the word salary came from. The Roman Empire paid their soldiers in portion of salt. It is what's called salarium. So they were paid in salt and they would carry that portion of salt with them. So whenever they travel and whenever they eat food or something, or if they get something, they would reserve the food with the salt that they've been paid. The salarium became their pay, which now we have the word salary, right? And second, the salarium that they were paid or the salt payment that they received were called viaticum, which came from two smaller Latin words, via tecum, with you on the road. We know viaticum at uh, at the blessed sacrament giving to someone who is dying at their food for the final journey, right? But viaticum for the Roman soldiers was the payment in salt so that they can carry on their journey to war. It's what their payment, it's what their portion, huh? So for the road, for the journey. So therefore, when the Lord teaches us that we are to be the salt of the earth today, which means that we are worth our weight and our value in salt. Have you ever imagined that? We are worth in salt, much more than gold. So when he calls us to be salt of the earth, he's calling us to make all things with depth, with flavor, with substance, with things that really give life instead of things that are bland. Salt preserves, but it also enhances. So when the Lord calls us to be salt of the earth, we need to first ask ourselves, do we know our self-worth? Do we know our mission? Do we know our purpose? Do we know who we are yet? Are we the salt of the earth, or do we still live our life bland? Like everybody else, chase after, uh, chasing after things that are more. To be salt of the earth to mean that we need to know that we belong to the Lord. And once we know who we belong to and having entered into that relationship and that love with Him, we begin to have more depth, more substance, more life that we can share to other people. That we can season the world that we can help those who are bland, who don't know who they are, who are lost, who have lost their focus to know their word. My brothers and sisters, so many times we don't know our word, and we allow the world to define us who we are. Instead of finding our word, our value, our identity, our mission, our purpose, our belonging in Christ Jesus. Which leads me toward the, the second part of the gospel reading today. Huh? When Jesus calls us to be the light of the world, several weeks ago, I shared with you that when I got back from my mission at a place where it was total darkness for 24 hours, it was really messing up my mind. And sometimes living, especially living here in California, we take the sun for granted. 
But without the sun, we lack vitamin D, and well, uh, even the best of us feel like we don't have the en energy to do anything. We just lose the focus or the thrive to move forward. So to be the light of the world is to spark that energy and that life huh, into the darkness of manipulation of lies that our society and many people are telling us. Light, huh? even the smallest uh, slender of uh, light can radiate in total darkness. And we have to be that light of the world, my brothers and sisters, in a world that is hopeless, that is cynical, that has lost its focus. How many of our young people here have occupied so much of their times playing game or focusing on the internet or on social media that they just swipe up and down, left and right? Isn't that hopeless? Isn't that boring? Isn't that planned? Tell me about it. I keep telling my airmen and guardians, it's really worried me that, that, that our current generation's memory is like a goldfish. Less than a goldfish. That scares me. And that's why do you think that TikTok and all these social media have shortened the videos because our young people have lost their focus. They get so bored. So they constantly swipe up and down, left and right because they're bored. They don't know what they're doing. They want to be entertained, having more, watching more video of cats or whatever on social media, or being envious and jealous of other people, will that fix anything at all? It shows us that how planned and how dull, how cynical, how, how hopeless our life is without Christ. And that's why you and I are called to be salt of the earth, to give substance, to give meaning, to give purpose, and to lead people toward Him. Add flavor, add depth, add substance to the relationship, to the people that you know, to the small things that you do each day. You are the light of the world, and the, you and I are not that source of light, but we can radiate Christ with what we do. So therefore, the universal call to holiness is not just for priests, it's not just for religious, it's for each and every one of you and I. So as parents, have you seek holiness in sanctifying your family? Or have you been so busy chasing after things? Have you teach your children how to pray? Or do you go home and just do things like everybody else? Or you're too tired to pray and teaching your children how to pray? Spouse, have you, men, have you loved your wife like Christ loved the church? And woman, have you loved your husband at the church love Christ? Or do you only see each other as two partners living in the, under the same roof? and maybe friends with benefits. 
I'm sorry, I'm in the military. I don't make things look nice. Hmm, children, students, do you go to school? And uh, do you seek Christ in your studies? Or at least in your own studies, do you seek holiness there? And even if you don't like going to class now, are you grateful that you have the opportunity to go to school when other children who are your age wanting to go to school but do not have the opportunity to? We are called to be salt of the earth and light of the world by bringing others to Christ and by sowing in the world that substance, meaning, and hope, love, and faith, the values of our Christian faith from that very encounter, from that very relationship that first give us life. Which leads me toward the first reading today from the prophet Isaiah. When the people of Israel returned from the Babylonian exile, things weren't going as they would hope because they thought that, oh, if we do things right, God's going to bless us. And they were seeing so much challenges huh, coming back to the land, to the Holy Land, to the Promised Land, that they thought that God's still smiting them or have ignored them or forgotten them. But it gave them an opportunity to have a paradigm shift that God favor it no longer being judged by materialistic prosperity. It judged by how faithful he was to them. And therefore, it invited them to ask the question if they are faithful to him or not. It much more than, God, I do my part. You scratch my back by blessing me all these things. It's more, it helped them to see much more that God had always been faithful to them, even in their exile. So now when they have to, to return back to the promised land, to, to the land of their ancestors, their forefathers, they had to be faithful to him. It was the call to love, to lay down uh, what they have come to know in order to truly give their heart to him. Which lead me toward the uh, second reading from uh, the first letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians. And what did St. Paul said? He did not come to the Corinthians preaching eloquent words of human wisdom, but he only sought to know one thing and one thing alone, Christ crucified. So that his words, his preaching, was no longer himself, but leading other people to Christ's ultimate act of love, the love of giving himself on the cross, the love that we continue to receive each and every day through the holy sacrifice of the Mass when we hear the priest said, my body, my blood given up for you. St. Paul was very sure by, by making the Corinthians not dependent on him, on Apollo, on Peter, or on anyone else except on Christ. My brothers and sisters, all the readings today are so beautiful because it invites us to truly lay down what we think uh, we need to have in order to, uh, to be an effective evangelist or preachers or whatever. 
We can preach Christ by seeking holiness. That universal call to holiness is for each and every one of us. And we're called to be salt of the earth and light of the world so that the good works that are being done through us, the light that we live, other people can see and glorify not us, but our Heavenly Father. So, for all the young people again, I know that everyone that I talk to nowadays want to be a social media influencer, a YouTuber, or something like that. So those people, do they glorify themselves or do they glorify Christ? Do they lead people to themselves or do they lead people to something higher than themselves? Guess what, my young people, if you're only worrying about the views, the likes, and things like that, let me break the truth for you. The homies that like you because you're popular will leave you when you don't. That's the truth. Suck it up. That's the truth. So the things that we chase after so hard, so long, really don't matter at all. But because we have forgotten our self-worth, we have forgotten who we are. We have lost focus on our mission, our purpose. In all of our brokenness, in all of our limitation, in all of our humanity, in all that we have, Christ already knows, and He's working in us and through us. And all we have to be is humble, genuine, faithful, committed, loving Him. And when we do that, we can radiate His love and His light for others. And I'll, and I'll share with you a personal story at I closed the homily today. You know, I'm an immigrant, so I came to the U.S. with nothing. And uh, because my parents, huh, uh, my parents lost all of their future because of the Vietnam War. They didn't have the opportunity to finish the education that they yearned for or wanted. So they, ever since we stepped foot uh, on, uh, 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 in America, my parents told my brother and I to do our best to have a better education, a better life than they never had. So they forced us a lot to have a better education for that purpose. Huh? And for the longest time ever, I didn't want to disappoint my parents, especially uh, recognizing how much they have sacrificed for us. So I went through the motion, even when I went through seminary, right? And in the seminary, uh, my diocese, or at least the seminary, allowed us to study at best that we think we could uh, handle, right? So I got my undergraduate degree, and then I got a graduate certificate in spiritual formation, and then I got three graduate degrees on top. All of those five degrees really mean nothing nowadays. I can use my diploma to wipe my butt, <laughs> but they weren't nothing, except that they allowed me the time to grow to be a priest, to know who I am, and to fall in love with Christ. And to be honest with you, last year, when I saw a, a lot of my friends and the people that I know pursuing their doctorates and stuff like that, 
I was tempted too, right? And so one day I thought to myself, what the heck? I'm just gonna apply to this, uh, the university and send in my transcript, see if they're gonna accept me or not. I was accepted to uh, uh, the Doctor of Education uh, program in uh, family and marriage counseling. I wanted it, but then I kept telling myself, I want this, but do I need it? So I took it to prayer, and I pray about it. It's what I wanted, and not what Christ wanted of me. That, another degree, not going to help me to become a priest. It's not going to help me to grow where I am as a military chaplain. Right now, a moment in my life right now, he wants me to be with the people who are hurt, right? Who have no one to turn to, right? Who are uh, bearing both the visible and invisible wounds of war and of hurts. This is what Christ calls of me, not what I want. I'm sharing this story with you. I'm being honest and vulnerable and transparent with you to see that we have a lot of wants, right? We're humans, right? But all of those wants are nice. But do they help me to lead uh, other people to Christ or not? Do they help you to grow in your own holiness or not? My brothers and sisters, at the end of the day, we're all imperfect, broken, limited with everything that we have, but yet he still loves us and he asks us to be the salt of the earth and light of the world. So don't be afraid, but seek him in small things so that the love that you have for him will lead other people to the greater love of themselves, huh? more than themselves, so that they can then, uh, fall in love with the one who first loved them.